Well, it took 2,555 days or seven years to everybody else to get back on the podium. But the smile on his face said it all, and I'm delighted he now joins me on the line. Uh, from home uh, in Dublin, Aaron Taylor-Smith, first of all, once again, congratulations on getting back on the podium last time out. No, thank you. Like, I actually, I hear that stat of how many days slash years it's been. I'm like, God, I'm awful. <laughs> like, like... How have I managed to blank this for as long as I have? <laughs> so, no, it's a. Uh, I appreciate the congrats. Like it, it means more to me than you'd realise. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been a long, long, long time coming. But it, it's nice to realise that dream once again, um, and then reset your goals going forward. It, it's a really yeah. It's a nice bit of momentum to have on, on our side now. Mm. It's an interesting part of the the story, which I've chatted to you about um, this season many times, Aaron. You've had excellent free practice sessions, um, yeah. possibly slightly, you know, a, a little bit more disappointing um, qualifying sessions. And then race yeah. sessions seems to, uh, but some bad luck, obviously, but they just seem to have yeah. eluded you for that first part of the season. Yeah, like I feel, you know, I think you've summed it up really well there. Um, and I think some of the transition is coming into a new team and finding my feet with it and almost getting up to speed with the processes, procedures and everything. Because, you know, I, I think I look at it from, um, like, I look at it from the outside and I completely agree with what you're saying. But then from the inside, it's just been chipping away with it, chipping away constantly over the course of the year. Um and it's a, it's a really nice thing now to feel like that monkey's off your back, that it's like, right, we've achieved what we set out to, so now we can see what else we can get to before the end of the year. Um, and it is, it's a credit to everyone in Paramax because without them, there is literally no way this would have been possible. So it is really nice now to see the team getting the results that they deserve. Um, and it's nice to kind of, yeah, just fight back at the front again. Mm. I, I, it's interesting chatting to you, Aaron, and I always look forward to it because no matter what happens, be it free practice, qualifying or in a race, you are constantly positive about learning from what's happened and making it better the next time you get behind the wheel. Yeah, like I think that is kind of my mantra of how to approach this because... Like, if you look at what we're doing, like, everyone involved within this paddock, this was a childhood dream. Be it driving the cars, working on the cars, presenting everything like yourself. This is what everyone dreamt of when they were, like, 10 years of age. So, to me, it's just about, like, learning in the process and making yourself better. So, to me, there, there's no failures. It's really a case of, oh, okay, we can do X, Y, and Z better. And I think... That's what's really gelled with me this year. Um, I feel like internally I've always been a competitor, like self-motivated to do the best that I can. Um, and I feel now I've come into a team where I've, allowed, I've been able to elevate to, you know, there's four types of competitors. I feel like now I can be a commander. And that has all the same attributes as a competitor, except you build up and bring those around you with you. And I feel like the environment that I'm in, the car crew that I have, everyone is as equally as competitive as I am. So then when the days don't go your way, but we can still learn from it, that's still a positive. Mm. Um, and I think that's the difference. I think you can never lose sight of how privileged of a position that we all are in to call this our full-time commitment. Um, and I'll never, ever lose sight of that. 
Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And you won't mind me saying, but um, you're a, you're one of the veterans almost now. You've been around for, know. for a while, Crazy. haven't you, Aaron? I mean, it, you get... it actually worries me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let, let's just go back briefly to, I don't know, let's pick a point. Um, the 2012-13 yeah. season, which is where I think I think you picked up your, your first wins, wasn't it? Can you, can you remember yeah. that? I mean, you, you worked you know, with I Matt can. Jackson and, and later on yeah. went to work with Alan Menu, of course. But those, those first couple yeah. of wins must stick in your mind. Thank you. Like, I feel like even just tipping back onto Matt Jackson, like, I feel like I learned so much from him in that first year of, like, how to conduct yourself, how to, you know, assess a car, improve it. But, those early days, like it, it feels to me like yeah, it's crazy to think that next year will be my tenth season in the championship. Mm-hmm. But because I feel like I've had almost two lives in it, you know, we had the early phase where I came in, um, and we were fortunate enough to be able to win a few races and whatnot. But I probably didn't realise the long-term goal of what it was. Um, so almost that little hiatus in the middle allowed me to kind of recalibrate what I wanted to achieve from this. And then build a new MO of how to go and approach that. Mm. Um, so those early wins stick fondly with me. But I would say the successes of recent probably mean more to me because of how hard we've had to work to get back to this point. Mm. Because there's maybe a part of you, and I think you probably see it with a lot of rookies that come in, they take it for granted when the days go well. But actually, you can never forget the fact that you're racing against the best drivers in the UK, if not worldwide in touring cars. The best teams, the best engineers, the best equipment, the best tracks. You have to be at the very top of your game to even get a sniff of success. Um, And I I feel like almost having like what's going to be hopefully a 10-year span in this championship, we've had two sides of me come uh, come back. Um, and I'm probably more proud of what we're achieving in this second phase. Mm. Uh, just cast your mind back, and I remember this vividly because um, yeah. I remember the interview I did with you at Rockingham in yeah. 2016, and the waterworks were in full flow, Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I remember how different are you as a driver and in your approach to your driving uh, now compared to, say, that win at Rockingham? You know, I think. A lot of the characteristics are the same, but I feel what I've really been able to work on in recent years is almost the like handling of your emotions because I feel like when you're in the car, you are going to see red at some point. You're going to be angry. You're going to be frustrated, but actually being able to balance the ups and downs and have like a methodical approach to it has really changed. So yes, I think I'm the same driver I was in 2016 and I will still be as equally as emotional when hopefully we do step on the top step once again. But now I feel like I'm probably in a little bit more control of my destiny. I'm not now being led by others. I'm not being, you know, cut off guard if someone says something or I see something. Now I just turn up and I focus on the job on hand. I do the best that I can for the team, my sponsors and everything. So that emotion will never go away, but I feel like I've been able to like harness it to my benefit now, as opposed to letting it erode at your ego, so to speak. Mm. You're sitting, I think, eleventh in the drivers' championship yeah. at the moment, which is which is credible. You're in the the Astra, yeah. the PMR Astra, which looks to be now a, a nice, consistent little package. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And like you know, coming into the year, I kind of always knew that. We, this would be a competitive package based on the staffing that Adam has put in place, 
They have Martin on my car, Charlie working on it, Andrew. Everyone that lays a finger on that car are probably the best that I've experienced within the paddock, which says a whole lot because I've bounced around. And as we said, we've been fortunate enough to win. So coming in, I always knew the Astro would have the chance. And I felt like maybe the last couple of years, they probably haven't had the right alignment with, be it drivers, be it with team sponsors, and everything didn't allow them to kind of flex their muscles, so to speak. Um, and when I started speaking to Adam, you know, like as early back as probably around even this time last year, it was a case where I knew there was an instant kind of synergy. Like that kind of like, we want, this is what we want to achieve. This is how we're going to go about it. There was no, we hope to do X because, yeah, hope isn't a strategy. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, and I feel like the Astra is going to get stronger. You know, I think there's a few developments in place that I think could make it an even quicker package. Um, and that, that's the thing about touring cars. Every car has a chance once the right engineers are, are on it, once, you know, the testing budget is available, everything is done to the highest level. Um, you can make anything work. And it's it's really nice that I'm getting to resurrect my career, but I'm also getting to resurrect the performance of the Astra and Paramax as a whole, which is quite nice. Mm. It's, it also seems like, from watching you with uh, with your, your teammates, Andrew uh, Watson and Mikey Dobber, that there's a, there's a good... Family yeah. sense. There's a there's a bonhomie is not the right word. There's a unity in in the team. There is there is, and like I I see a lot of like myself and both Mikey and Andrew. You know, there's probably a blend of the two of them that I was when I first came into the championship. Um, and if nothing else, we all get along really well, and it, it's 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 quite a unique atmosphere where everyone it's it's worked on as a team. There's no like oh well let's keep that quiet or let's not do this or let's not do that. Everything is built around improving the performance as a whole. And I think some of it in part comes down to Mikey. You know, he has, like, taking the two of them, Mikey has experience of winning championships, but this is probably the highest level of motorsport he's been in, where Andrew's had experience in, you know, worked Aston Martin programs, where he's been in a multi-driver, you know, per car lineup. So he's used to working with drivers and getting that feedback and benefiting as a whole. And I think the blend of the two is a really refreshing approach for a touring car team because there's nothing, there's nothing held back. Everyone is an open book. And I think like it, it's funny. Um, I've really enjoyed having the two of them as teammates. And like, I hope that we're all there next year and we all get to do it again because I think they'll only get stronger um, and they're both really fast which is nice <laughs> and they're, so both, they're both having their own seasons aren't they I mean, and, yeah. Andrew picked up uh, is leading the Jack Sears in the independence team the team is second just a smidge behind yeah. uh, behind one motorsport so it, you know some people will say oh well that's you know that's not winning that's not trophies all the time but sometimes it's about being a good competitor and a good competitive team isn't it it is like it, it's looking at the long-term goal, you know, and I think we now have a package that can challenge for outright wins for the last few races because we've kind of incrementally improved over the year. Um, so I think like even where we're sat in the standings probably isn't a true reflection of where the car currently is. It may have been a reflection of where the car was for the first two or three races, but now it's gotten a lot quicker. And now all of a sudden, like I, it would be really interesting to do like, you know, when we get to the end of the year and almost if you had reset the championship standings at zero at the halfway point and redid them from, from round 15 to round 30, 
I think you would see much more truer reflection of where the team is team is currently at, as opposed to when we were still finding our feet. Well, I was finding my feet for the first couple of rounds. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how I always look at it, because, you know, that old saying is you're only ever as good as your last race. That is how I live this. So it's going into now two tracks where I think the car will be a very, very strong package. Mm. We'll talk about Silverstone in one second. I just want to very yeah. briefly look back to uh, that race three at Donington, which yeah. I, I best describe as bonkers. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, you know, like, I feel like that's what touring cars is all about. Like, that type of race. Now, I'm one of these people who will never watch any of my own races back. So I actually haven't watched it back. So from what I've been told, it's pretty entertaining. It is. Yeah. Uh, but from my seat in the car, like, it was like, it was one of those moments where I, I think I remember being like, oh, this is, like, I, like it, it's so weird. You're completely in the zone when you're in the car. But there was a moment maybe, like, five laps from the end, where I was like, geez, we're actually doing this. This is going really, <laughs> this is going really well. I, I might, I might win this race. <laughs> um, so it was, it was one of those ones where everyone was going at it like 10 tenths, giving it everything they had. And I think it was nice because the GP layout offered something new, offered something different. The chicane at the end of that long back straight is just brilliant. Mm. Um, and the two hairpins open up loads more opportunities for big moves on the brakes. And I think that is what touring cars is all about. Like there was no stupid contact. There was rubbing here and there, but there was nothing that ended anyone's race. And I feel like that's what the touring car championship is all about. Yeah. And, I, and I really think it was one of the, like, obviously I'm very fortunate because we did well in it. But I think that race in itself is probably one of the highlights of the year to date, just because of the craziness of it. Mm. Um, and it's nice to have, yeah, got the result when all eyes are on it and people talk about, have been talking about it the whole time. So it's, yeah, it's it's a really nice place yeah. to have been. I think everybody's hearts went out to Dan Lloyd, didn't they? Yeah. Because of his mishap. But uh, for everybody else, you have to take the opportunities when they come your way. It is. It's so hard. Like like Dan and everyone at Team Hard have worked so hard to get to that point. And, you know, these cars are run to a millimetre of perfection in terms of setup. And all of it takes is some little parameter to fall out of line, which can cause a failure. Or if you've hit a curb or hit, or hit a tyre sack or anything, can just cause a component. And it, it's so unfortunate because I think everyone would have loved to have seen them do well. Um, but at the same time, and he had driven a fant- like a fantastic race. No one can ever take that away from him. He was he was entitled to that result. But if it had happened on lap one, no one would have cared or batted an eyelid. It's just a shame that it happened when it did because they deserved the result. But I'm sure, you know, I hope he gets another chance at it. Um, it's a very tough championship, and I think you have to. When you get a break, you have to make the most of it. And unfortunately, it just didn't fall their way in the end. So it's a shame. And I, I'm like, yeah, my heart does break for them, to be fair. It's really tough. Two rounds left. Uh, next one yep. up is Silverstone, which I know you are very much looking forward to. Yeah, I think so. Like, I don't know if it's the simple nature of the circuit, but for whatever reason, it has always been one of my best tracks. <laughs> and so I would like, I don't know if it's because I've so little to concentrate on, I can do well at it, but for whatever reason, we've always been notoriously strong around there and had quite a few podiums there. Um, 
And I'm going there now in a car that I know, well, A, has, has historically been very fast around Silverstone. I think Jason may have been on pole in the past and won a few races. And it, the car has always been one of the better packages around there. Um, and now I feel like it's right in the window of performance that I need from it. So the combination of a car that's very good at a track, a driver that I hope I'm very good at a track, <laughs> Um, should pay dividends. And I think that's what I'm most looking forward to. Like, it's Silverstone's always the busiest one of the year. Like, we have something like, I personally have something like over 100 guests on race day alone, which is really nice. So it's nice to go there, the home of British motorsport, and hopefully put out a very good show, to be fair. Interesting point you make there, Aaron, about the yep. relationship that drivers uh, how out of necessity have to have with sponsors, supporters, family, yeah. friends, guests, which, you know, in the hospitality takes up time and takes up headspace when you're, you know, trying to be as focused as you possibly can on on your driving. I mean, is how much of a distraction does that become? Or maybe it doesn't. Do you know, like, I actually find complete peace in the complete madness, if that makes sense. <laughs> like... I I think if I went to a race and I had no guests or no one with me, I'd be like lost. I, I would A, well, think this isn't going to continue. So actually having that, you know, it, it's the busiest one of my year in terms of we run a charity event on a Thursday for 100 guests. We run a Friday event with a group on Saturday and then we've over 100 people on Sunday. It's To me, it's all, all the organization and planning is done weeks in advance so all my guesses everything is sorted as of currently stands so when i turn up it actually really has no real impact like i know that sounds so odd it's probably more stressful for like laura my wife who helps out her dad's coming over some of the hospitality staff but actually there's some kind of weird calmness when it's that busy because there's an atmosphere in itself and everyone feeds off that and enjoys it it's Sometimes nice to have a little bit of a like, like uh, a little bit of a break from it because I would, I'd always describe myself as being obsessed. Like I'm obsessed with being the best version I can be, um, and sometimes it's nice to just be like able to like say hello to someone who will talk about their dog for ten minutes, as opposed to being like, oh, I wonder if I should try two mil a ride height or one mil. <laughs> um, so it, it's nice in that regard. You have, to well. you have to concentrate on the selfies and the smile. Yeah, you? that's <laughs> it. Like, like, I think like it, it is a nice way. Like, to be fair, like, I feel like I have that happy-go-lucky approach to it because all my preparation work allows me to, to do that. Like, if I didn't probably prepare to the ends of the earth like I do, then it would be more stressful. But I feel like... If you said to me now, free practice one starts in 10 minutes and you have to do it blindfolded, I'm pretty sure I could do a competitive lap. <laughs> like, <laughs> like hours upon hours of sim, hours upon hours of footage. I feel like I kind of just go on autopilot now. That like, it, it is, you don't even notice. I just go blank and the car just seems to drive itself, which is quite nice. <laughs> Excellent. I hope you don't have to do a blindfolded lap, but, uh, no, but, but now you've go. mentioned it, there's a challenge there, Aaron, isn't it? Silverstone's so. going to be a great weekend uh, and I'm sure yeah. the momentum uh, and the uh, the team spirit that uh, we saw at Donington is going to carry over uh, into yeah. uh, to Silverstone very soon. Uh, but for now, Aaron, it's been an absolute pleasure, as always, talking to you uh, and I'll look forward to seeing you at Silverstone soon. No, really appreciate your time as always. And yeah, really nice to catch up. And I shall see you at Silverstone very soon. <laughs>